This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by our friends from PayMaya. PayMaya is a free mobile wallet app that you can download from the App Store, Play Store, and Huawei App Gallery. It's also really convenient to use, especially in the time of quarantine, because with PayMaya, you can pay securely from the convenience of your own home, contactless and cashless. You can send money to your loved ones, even from PayMaya to Smart Padala, which is something I'm able to do. You can order your groceries online and use your virtual card to pay. And you can also settle all of your bills using the app. Now, here's a special treat for all of our listeners on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast who are about to sign up on PayMaya. Download the PayMaya app, register using the code WWPayMaya. Again, that's WWPayMaya. Click upgrade and add money and you can get a 100 peso reward from PayMaya. Again, you can only get that using our code WWPayMaya. Our promo code's only valid until July 30, 2020. So get on it and get on it now. So download PayMaya now and experience the benefits of paying securely from the convenience of your home, contactless and cashless. Don't pay cash, pay Maya. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zane. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> are watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C at your service. You got Ro Moran uh, with the Tokyo Dome in his background. Tama ba? Is that the Tokyo Dome? Is that supposed to be the Tokyo Dome? Yeah. yeah uh, he's saying yes. Yeah. yeah. Chino Liao also joining us for tonight. No Raf Camus. Uh, he is dealing with some personal matters. So we respect that. Uh, sending our love and our good vibes over to Camus in uh, you know throughout this time. I think all of us just really need um, whatever good vibes that we can get. So uh, there's that. Uh, tonight is a very special episode because we're also going live on Kumu aside from our live hangout on the Facebook page. So uh, we're going to be talking to Jay Cuenca. So we've been plugging this since the weekend and we've been super excited for this because uh, Jay Cuenca is a wrestling fan. Uh, we actually found out uh, just how big of a fan he was when he joined our friends Jake DeLeon and Ken Warren over at uh, PWOG's Live. And we just wanted to uh, give him the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast red carpet treatment. So we decided to reach out, give him an invitation. He was nice enough to say yes. So we're going to talk about that and the experience niya wrestling in a PWR ring for his uh, movie Mission Unstoppable during the, the last MMFF. So all of that is happening. And uh, as JK is already asking for dito sa comment section natin, we have some wrestling talk in the form of predictions for the horror show at Extreme Rules and uh, more importantly, the new double champions in the wrestling industry. So where do you guys want to start? Do you want to start with Keith Lee or do you want to start with Evil because everything is evil? Let's start with Evil because like you said, everything is evil. I mean, quite literally now. Oh so my. Uh, so, okay. So, I'll start by saying that I was really surprised that they pulled the trigger on Evil. 
that he is now the double. He's actually a triple champion in New Japan. He is the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental champion. And he's also one third of the Never Six Man uh, champions. Pero as far as his comments went dun sa press con, parang wala na siyang pake about that. Kasi mga partners niya pa rin are the LIJ guys. But now Evil is with Bullet Club and he's also brought Grapple Max head advisor Dick Togo with him. As in that Dick Togo. I like I like how the default uh, designation for Dick Togo is Grapple Max head advisor, which isn't wrong, but it's a test of how we know him right now, as uh, being more part of the Singaporean wrestling scene than it, than you know being a Japanese a famous Japanese wrestler. But yeah, um, Evil winning the whole thing is out of left field. I will tell you. Uh, we didn't. I think I don't think anybody expected that he was gonna come out and actually win the double championships from his former friend Naito. Uh, you know, New Japan Cup New Japan Cup. It's just New Japan Cup. So wow, big whoop! Uh, imagine that. Uh, it looks like uh, New Japan's uh, post-COVID or you know middle of COVID direction is more than clear here, and they want to shake things up after having taken a break. After so long, yeah, evil actually yeah, isn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry, evil actually wasn't my first choice for the guy to betray one of the guys to betray um, Naito in Lij. I would actually think that say um, Hiromu would do it before him, right? Since I, the last I heard of Hiromu versus Naito, they were just kind of one up each other. So it's surprising when I found out that Evil was actually now the new heavyweight, uh, world um, NJPW heavyweight, uh, IJPW heavyweight and intercontinental champion. So it's shocking. So, okay, um, I'm the relative newcomer to New Japan here. So I was watching the New Japan Cup basically with fresh eyes because I'm casual and I only really tune in for Wrestle Kingdom season and for specific big events like Dominion. So I was talking to our uh, our Sydney correspondent, uh, Brandon C. And he was basically giving me a briefer on every wrestler in the New Japan Cup and why those matchups mattered. And he's saying that the evil breakup had been teased. That, like they've actually been slowly teasing that even heading into the New Japan Cup. And nagkataon lang na in this New Japan Cup, he was extra evil in the way that he would use the weapons, in the do-whatever-it-takes manner that he employed to advance in. In each round So in a way They kind of telegraphed it And it was also because Hiromu in particular Is over Not only for Japanese audiences But also with the Western crowd So that kind of explains Why they decided to pull the trigger On Evil at this point I actually thought it was going to be Sanada Who was going to turn on uh, on Naito Because he was more seasoned He was being seasoned for a while To take over the I. I, either the IW, IWGP Intercontinental Championship or the Heavyweight Championship scene. So I never thought it was going to be Evil, who, uh, as we have all already mentioned, is kind of still loyal to Naito, especially since he was the first one to be recruited to LIJ. Right. Uh, but now, uh, you know, we live in a world where Evil and his real-life fiance Io Shirai, are both champions. Yeah, exactly. I was yep. going to go. I was going to get to that. I was starting to think, why is a champion? Because champion than your asshole, it's like a stupid argument to make. But it's actually pretty good. So when they walk down the aisle, I mean, they can they can both tout their titles. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this is really interesting. Um. 
It's so interesting that Stan froze. That's how interested he is in this uh, rivalry. This this development. <laughs> and I think I think Ro is frozen you. as well. So I am taking over the show, Ro. It, no, no, I can hear you. Okay. No, I can hear you. I can hear you. I, I'm, I'm still monitoring Kumo, which is still uh, fucking up for okay. us. Okay. <laughs> Nothing is moving. Edo, you were saying, yeah, no, no. I, I was just saying that uh, I'm excited to see where New Japan goes from here. Because after that one tournament, after New Japan Cup, I'm pretty invested, and it's giving me a promotion to actually root for, aside from AEW. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I actually I haven't like I said last week. I know I said I was gonna catch up, but I didn't because I'm me. But because I find out that this is actually. How the New Japan Cup ended, I am actually a little bit more invested than I was in the beginning of this uh, tournament. So, um, so it's a little bit more of a reason for me to try and catch up with all, what is it, 12 days of wrestling, six days of wrestling? Oh, Medjo Mahababa. It kind of flies by fast. So, yeah, Mahababasha. All I'll say is I'm also really, really happy that my guy, Zack Saber Jr., is finally a champion in New Japan. I mean, he did bring Young Rev Pro heavyweight title from uh, the UK there, but it's not like an official New Japan title. So now that he's uh, tag team champions alongside the guy I hate the most, uh, Tai Chi, uh, you know, it, it's looking good for, for Zack Sabre Jr. So, yun, I, I'm personally invested in New Japan, finally. So, okay, let's move on to NXT. Uh, wait, I'm, I'm coming in strong, right? Like, uh, you, you guys can actually hear me, hindi pa naman tayo lag or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, going just checking. So far, going fine so far. Sige, sige. Just checking. So, halatang nag-live stream, uh, nag-troubleshoot pa rin tayo like 15 minutes into the, the live broadcast, which is very... Um, no, I think... No, I think our our situation is pretty bad right now. It's been raining over the past few days and uh, internet's being slow. So, yeah. Ganun talaga. No, hindi waterproof ang internet sa Pilipinas, eh. No, when we said that everything is evil, everything really is evil, but the internet connection natin is evil ngayon. So, uh, there's that. All right, let's talk about something positive and let's talk about Keith Lee because he is the new double champion in NXT, the NXT champion and North American champion at the same time. So, um, it was kind of spoiled over on the internet. Uh, I think we can talk about it at this point. Somebody spoiled it inadvertently and uh, gave it away. So, medyo bad trip, pero I don't think it really took away from the gravity of the moment when the ref counted three and Keith Lee actually stood tall as the double champion. Yeah, it actually, the, the magnitude of his victory was still felt even if it was A, pre-recorded and B, leaked. So, when I was watching this, I was actually still convinced that Adam Cole might actually still walk away here. It, he made a convincing argument in the story that they were trying to tell that he was still a very much dominant champion. However, as with what was publicized and, and edited, I suppose, we have Keith Lee as your new North American heavyweight champion. And I feel like there's no perfect person who can hold, to hold both belts. Because if you look at Keith Lee, he looks like he can hold both belts. Like he looks like he's that he's he's a massive human being, both physically and charismatically. So I, I like how they made this decision to put both straps on him. 
Yeah, I'm really happy with how they did it. Because, uh, diba, if you're gonna be meta here, the purpose talaga of the heel characters in wrestling is to be so detestable or so annoying that you want to see them get their comeuppance. You want to see them get beaten up. You want to see a baby face that everybody's absolutely rooting for to finally defeat them and unseat them. And we got that. We got that in Adam Cole, who was champion for over 400 plus days. Tapos when Keith Lee finally de- defeated him, uh, there was that jubilation. Um, I guess it also. Uh, it also has extra meaning because we're in the middle of the Black Lives Matter movement and Keith Lee joins 10 other champions in WWE who are people of color. And when I saw that graphic this morning na ni-retweet ni Isaiah Swerve Scott, I, I was pretty mind-blown. Like, it, it really didn't hit me. Na, oh, nga, no? uh, only four or five title holders in WWE are not people of color. So we can run them down for you if you want. Uh, uh, Keith Lee, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Asuka, Io Shirai. Uh, Santos Escobar, The New Day, The Street Profits. I- I'm sure I'm missing somebody right now. Asuka. You should Yeah, I, I, I said Asuka kanina. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, yung, Bailey, I, uh, Sasha. Bailey and Sasha, yes. Yeah, it's 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 really um it, it's really surprising, very pleasantly surprising that oh, no. you know a majority of the champions are all are all people of color, and I didn't even notice that until it was pointed out by that tweet from Bleacher Report. Yeah, parang with all the shit that's being flung at the WWE right now, with all their mishandling of COVID and the uh, mishand and the firing of talent, this is like one good thing. Amongst all the bad that they've done, like, it's the it's the bright ray of sunshine in this darkness that is the WWE right now. And you know, you take you take it for what it is. It's a victory. It's a cultural victory for everybody who's watched wrestling and see nothing but six foot tall white Americans uh, or British people or whatever, right? To get somebody that they can relate to, who is uh, of their ethnicity, is is still a pretty huge victory, despite what's been going on with the WWE. Yeah. So the uh, the the people of oh, color, even in the though it's a cultural victory, on. though I think. Uh... Okay, go, Ro, go. All right, all right. Even though it's a cultural victory, you know, I I still think we should not be distracted by the fact that WWE is still mishandling the coronavirus. People are still testing positive. Uh, Rusev tested positive for the coronavirus, so I think they should still shut down. Even um, no amount of people of uh, champions of color is gonna make that feel good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those champions, the people of color, the ones I missed out were uh, uh, were Apollo and our truth. I said yeah. Apollo. Yeah, Apollo. Yeah, and then for those who are curious, the Hindi people of color in the champions are obviously Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, AJ Styles, uh, three members of Imperium, Walter, uh, uh, Bartel, and Eichner, and Kaylee Ray over on NXT UK. So there, that's your list of uh, champions. So yeah, um, we're, we're entering this weekend. Na, uh, you've got AEW with another big show like Fight for the Fallen. So that's happening with the main event of uh, John Moxley and Brian Cage. Finally, na, na nga because of the uh, because of the coronavirus situation. Uh, for those of you who need reminding, uh, Renee Young tested positive for COVID-19 a few weeks ago. And because she's married to John Moxley and they live in the same house, Moxley took it upon himself to quarantine. Uh, and that's why he had to miss out on Fighter Fest. 
So it was the responsible thing to do, but again, super unfortunate that happened because uh, WWE up until a certain point, like two or three weeks ago, wasn't really taking the precautions na kailangan. At least that's what the reports that were coming out were indicating. I mean, yeah, we all know this. Uh, I think the I, Kevin Owens, uh, I have to note, came back to the company saying that enough naro yung uh, measures of, the, of having to require uh, people to wear the masks when they're not wrestling in the ring. I don't think that's enough, though. Uh, I think that's still pretty. Um, I think that's still pretty dangerous, pretty risky. I think people still have to uh, institute mass testing and then eventually just you know stop it from going around. Stop the show even for like a month. I don't know, just to try and flush the virus out, and then maybe restart. And then, parang parang on NBA, I think. But I guess now isn't really a good time because of the vi- the virus spiking in Florida, diba? So I I really don't think this this is still a good thing. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you here, Ro, because uh, you you already mentioned it. Florida is actually the state with the biggest spike in coronavirus cases in the U.S. So there are numbers that actually prove that, and uh, it, it's 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 mind-boggling that now the NBA wants to restart in its bubble in Orlando, and uh, promotions like WWE and AEW are still ongoing. But uh, what what can we do, diba? Um, the most we can do really is to talk about it and say na you know we're, we don't really agree with what's going on. Now there's a big show on Monday Manila time called the Horror Show with Extreme Rules, and um, it's it's not far fetched to think that you know the the words horror show uh, could have more subtext than intended. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know why it's gonna be a horror show. I mean, even on Halloween season, but them's the times we live in. Okay. So we are a few minutes away from uh, from our special guest. So before we get to uh, to Jake Cuenca joining us, let's run down the card for Extreme Rules really quickly because it's six matches and I think it's pretty straight up. So let's start with Apollo Cruz versus MVP for the United States Championship. And I think dito narinate papasoking thoughts natin on the new US title. Uh, really quickly, I don't like the design. I still prefer yung current championship design na hawak ni Apollo Cruz. It's more classic. It's more straight to the point. I don't like the big champion word in the middle. I don't like how there isn't enough white or silver to offset all the gold. So, uh, as for the match itself, I think MVP wins para ma-justify niya na hawak-hawak niya yung bagong design. Okay. Uh, when I first saw the design, I didn't like it. But mostly because my first, uh, my first sighting of it was from a screen cap. Of, of raw so it doesn't look good when you screen cap it but when you actually take a photo shoot with it when you actually see proper professional photos done uh, it turns out to be a really not bad looking design i wouldn't say uh it's the best but I, as you said i don't like the big word i don't like the big champion uh screaming from the middle but when it comes down to it it's not it's not too bad it's something that i would proudly wear then it's just not the same thing as the old design, which kind of screams Americana. But I would wear it. I don't know. I would wear it after seeing it in uh, better light. How about you, Chino? I like the... Um, okay. So a while back when this leaked, somebody else did some edits to the title. And I actually prefer the edits that they made. The top part... So this new title, let me break it down for all of you who haven't seen it. It's basically cut into three parts with the giant eagle as the middle and the word champion right there in the middle, right? So you have the top yeah. slide, that middle chunk, and then another 
smaller piece um, at the bottom of the main belt. Um, this person decided to color in the top part of the title with blue, which to me totally works because it emphasizes the American flag instead of just having the eagle and some stars that don't really pop. Uh, that said, uh, for this matchup, I think they still give it to Apollo. I think he's still having enough of a momentum going into this. But I could be wrong. I forgot to I forgot to another to answer the question, the prediction. Yeah, yeah. I think Apollo Go. wins and I think Apollo wins and MVP uh, uh, finally recruits him for a stable. So my heel turn. Yeah, my heel turn. Yeah, that's been right. Yeah, that's been teased for quite some time now or leaked at the very least online. So. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next one. You've got Asuka versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. And I think uh natin sama yung match ni Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, I don't think any title changes happen here for the women. Uh, just because I think the end game paren is for Sasha to turn on Bailey and then for Sasha to challenge Bailey for the SmackDown women's title. I don't know, man. I think we've been preaching a Sasha Bailey face off. For the longest time now, so I'm starting to doubt if they actually pull the trigger on it. Still, like I haven't been watching okay. SmackDown as religiously as I should have, but at the very same time, the more I see Sasha and Bailey on screen, the more solid their tag team appears to be. Like even if they had that snafu almost a month ago. Um, against uh, Alexa and uh, Nikki Cross, it still isn't enough for me to be convinced that they actually face off against each other. Now, with that being said, I feel like, and, and this is risky, but I feel like Sasha wins. All right. How about Bailey versus Nikki? I feel like, okay, sorry, let me change my thing. Because I feel like one of the one of the champions is going to drop, and I feel like Bailey drops her title to Nikki Cross. Sasha loses, Bailey drops her title. So it's a loss for the Boston Hub connection. Okay. Ro, do you want to uh, give your prediction or do you want to work on your Kumu? Natin? No, no, no. I'll give my prediction. I was thinking the same thing Tina was thinking when I saw that. Oh, that's what I'm going to And I was wondering, uh, is anything ever going to happen? But I, I realized that. Uh, it's likely going to be a thing that they actually have enough time and space to uh, build up Sasha and Bailey's friendship and not tear it down right away. Because I think now we're so used to turns happening so quickly that we don't we've forgotten how uh, it is to have something built up that long. So I think uh, nothing is going to happen yet. I don't know when exactly they're, they're going to start the, the feud, but I don't think it's now. So I think no titles are changing as well. All right. Okay. Uh, last three matches on the card before we get to Jake Cuenca. Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler in a TBD match for the WWE Championship. TBD because he hasn't announced Dolphin stipulation. Um, I don't think it matters. I think Drew retains uh, regardless. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I say Drew retains. All right. Wyatt Swamp Fight, the Universal Championship, apparently is not on the line between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. I think this is a, an excuse for Bray to go over without uh, having yeah. Braun drop the title. Agree, agree. 
And yeah. finally, <laughs> ito, th- oh yeah, sorry, Chino, go. Sorry, I, I, I read somewhere that they were trying to do a three stages of Wyatt thing with this storyline. That said, I don't think Bray Wyatt actually wins here. And he actually uses this as an excuse to bring out the Fiend. And that's when the Fiend challenges and wins back the title. Well, it's WWE where if you get a non-title win over the champion, you're likely to get a title shot anyway. So I think the White Swamp fight's just an excuse to get Bray to legitimize his number one contendership again. Right? Oh, yeah. All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins in an eye-for-an-eye match, which uh, is reportedly going to be CGI'd. I think it's very hokey and silly. It's very Lucha Underground, and I'm surprised that they're actually doing this. Uh, but I don't think Ray is going to be blind. <laughs> so I think uh, si Seth is an eye patch guy for the foreseeable future. Man, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. It is hokey. It is for Lucha Underground. I don't know how they, uh, how they play around this, especially when it, the time comes for someone, for whoever loses, to bring back his eye, right? Say, for sure, I know. Someone's gonna have to grow an eye back, right? So I don't know. I don't. I don't think I care either. I don't think yeah, I really care I, that much either. I don't. I'm really not invested in this pay per view. Fair enough. Fair enough, gentlemen. I think that is enough of a cue that we need to bring on our guests. So, uh, babyface producer Ryan and Nikai, uh, please bring on our guest for tonight. We have been hyping him up. Uh, basically since the weekend. So excited to get to talk to our next guest because uh, we didn't even know that he was a wrestling fan until I think a few days before he was set to appear in front of a PWR crowd. So when he came in there, uh, I was super shocked that, uh, that that he was really into it, that he was legit- legitimately having a good time and that he had nothing but uh, great things to say about his experience. We'll dive into all of that and then some as we welcome our guest for tonight. Please welcome Mr. Jake Cuenca. Hey guys, what's up? Hi. Hello. Hey. Hi Jake, how's it going? Yeah, I was just listening to your to, to the thing right now. So we go, yeah, I don't know how to, how I feel about that USA title. Like I had such high expectations and they're gonna update it. But man, parang I've given up in all these belts. Parang I got disappointed every time they updated the belts. For me, so yeah. for you, no, no, no update or no redesign has worked for you. I don't know, but they had so many chances to make those belts better. Like the Universal title, I remember when they first, when they showed the, the, the Balor belt, right? The red one. It was such yes. a big opportunity to make it something really different, right? And then they just decided to turn it red. And then now blue. They turned it blue because of Bray Wyatt. The one time that red belt actually looked good in someone, they turned it blue. So I was like, what? But at least the USA belt kind of reminds me of the big belt. A little bit with the with some color in it, right? The gold belt. Yeah, there's yeah. a winged eagle. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the big belt, smaller version, right? Like it's one big plaque. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about it so much. I, I, I say, share the same ses- sentiment to stand about that belt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Wait, let's yeah. properly introduce the crew pala because uh, I, I've been talking to Jake since the weekend, uh, but I, I don't think you've met Ro and Chino. So um, Ro is the guy in blue and Chino is the other guy in black. And uh, you know, we, we've just been so excited to have you on the show. So thanks for making time for us, man. How have you been uh, How have you been doing over the past few weeks, especially wow. with you know, current events going on? 
crazy, man. Parang, I think the biggest challenge of everything is to just, you know, stay positive despite everything that's going on. You know, parang, for me, I I chose to, to use the lockdown as a positive experience of, like, bettering myself, trying to improve myself. I mean, in regards of, like, reading or, like, exercising, training, and then focusing on my relationship. But the biggest challenge is just every week something's happening. You know? Something... Like every week, parang it's just a big. It's like a it's like a movie almost. What's going on right now, right? So parang, but it's good. Like for me, parang at the end of the day, I'm still very lucky to you know to to know that my family's safe, everyone that I love is safe, and um, yeah, parang heat up the Like let's say what's happening with ABS. It's also hard to put all my attention into that, knowing that the COVID situation is not getting any better. Parang for anything, it's yeah. getting worse. So. It's uh, tricky. It's a, it's a tricky. It's a roller coaster, man. For me, for no, sure. Uh, we we totally understand. And um, our hearts go out to everybody at ABS because we yeah. all have friends or family members who are affected by this. Even you know the rest of the country, because we understand its role in reaching yung ano talaga, yung yeah. far flung areas who only have access to television. So uh, you know. I I, w- I experienced it. I was in the because uh, I'm still taping from time to time. I'm still shooting some stuff, right? So. Um, I had to quarantine myself for a few weeks and then went to taping. And the last day of the hearing, I was in the set. So I saw everyone crying. And I followed these hearings from the 1st till the 13th, like every every minute of it. So I was watching 10 hours worth of a hearing, every, every hearing. And um, yeah, like it was parang all our, everyone's heart dropped that day. Everyone's crying. But you can see that everyone loves what they're doing. So we just continued on. In fact, parang, we're in the middle of a fight scene. So you can just imagine going through all those emotions and then we just had to continue working. Yeah. Tricky. I think you hope for all of us, especially as wrestling fans, is in, in a standard wrestling match, there's that part where the heel just keeps beating up on the face and we're yeah. just waiting for that comeback. We're yeah. waiting for that, uh, that hope spot. Yeah. No, the, you know, the one, the one good thing that I experienced through this whole thing, right? Um, when when the whole um, quarantine started, when 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 Corona started, but um, it was everyone was saying heal as one, right? Everyone was saying we need to unite, we need to be together in this. And as bad as it sounds, but um, in our country, I really felt everything was so divided with everything, with what happened with the government, you know, mga tao, everything, everything, everything felt like we were we were all divided, and everyone had an opinion. So everyone was hating on on you know on social media. And um, yeah, it was a mess. But one thing about the whole ABS situation is that uh, with everyone who's involved with ABS-CBN, we were super united with this. Even up, even until now that they shut us down, I still post about it. Like, I, I'm not over it. Like, you know, and if I can help anyone, like, the, the, direct, the direction of us artists is, I mean, aside from helping out uh, displaced, the displaced, the, you know, the, the, the employees of ABS, we want to moving forward to their careers. We want to create more jobs for people in the industry. So, parang everyone has been really, really united. Don't ko naman naramdaman dito sa situation nato na sobrang united mga taga ABS-CBN when it came to this issue. Like, you know, I mean, everyone could be panicking right now. You know, everyone could have been talking so much stuff about ABS, but everyone became solid. Like, every, I had so many people messaging me, actors of... You know, some actors I don't even talk to. We were all uniting when it came to this. So that, for one, felt really good, for sure. Especially in an industry where it's so competitive, right? Everyone's competing. Yeah. Everyone else, so I know. But with this situation, everyone in ABS, 
And until now, if you go to Esguera right now in, in Quezon City, there's a noise barge, everything. Everyone's really united when it comes to this problem. Yeah, yeah. I live right, I live, live right next to, but pretty close to ABS-CBN. Yeah. So, so the few times uh, I've passed by that area, so it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty audible. Yeah, they said a lot about us in ABS during these hearings, right? Pero hindi, like, we, we don't throw that, that word, kapamilya, that really means like, you know, we're, we're, we're all family in this. And when, when we say that, sa hirap sa ginhawa, for better, for worse, we're all in this together, you know, and we're going to help each other out, out of this, you know, out of this problem. So, like we we we're all taking sacrifices for ABS. Like I mean, I think they they reported this tamana, but like like for me as the artist, we all agreed to have a pay cut. You know, when when we work, we're we're making sacrifices just to get these, you know, the content going, just to keep the ball rolling when it comes to ABS CBN. And everyone's yeah, like for me, I don't mind it. I don't mind sacrificing for the network that gave me my break. You know, like for the network that's giving me everything basically. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking through the live comments and a bunch of our uh, regular viewers and listeners are really excited to have you on. And they're happy that you're talking really? about the ABS-CBN issue. They're like, can he guess every week? He's he's legit. Uh, oh, please keep Jay Cuenca on as long as you can. Uh, so, you know, they, they really appreciate how outspoken you've been about the issue and uh, that, you know, you know, that you've taken time to talk wrestling with us. So, um, no it, it, it's there's no easy way to segue into wrestling, but I'm going to try yeah. anyway. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you about uh, how, how your fandom started. Like, where did it all begin for you? Who was the first wrestler you latched on to yeah. or the first match or the first moment that got you hooked? Bro, like, for me, ever since I was a kid, obviously, like, if you get up every person, my, I, I grew up, like, idolizing Shawn Michaels, so, uh, like, HBK. Then I graduated to DX. Then, of course, that, that whole attitude there of Stone Cold and The Rock. But for me, like, as, as a kid, and every time I had an opportunity to try to mimic it, like in the fashion shows for bench, I'd always mimic Triple H. He's my boy. I wish like Vince McMahon would just give him the keys already. You know, like para let him let him do it already. It's it's time for him to like really take the lead. He knows. Yeah. He knows. You know. Waiting for it. The what? You're thinking. And he's doing such a good job with NXT. Like NXT save is the saving grace of that. Right? Thank you. Yeah. The belt yeah, we just feel so validated. We just feel so validated right. that you share the same opinions that uh that we do. Man, NXT is the closest thing to like the thing is with AEW, like you get a feel of a little bit of the attitude era, right? A little bit. But for me, when I watch AEW, I'd given it a chance. Jericho was one of my favorites too before. But um, I don't know. There's just something in AEW that, that's missing there. And I think NXT, if they just give it the hype that it needs, I think it's ready to be better than Raw and SmackDown put together. For me, yeah. Uh, since you already mentioned the current stuff, who are your current favorites? Uh, like from NXT, for example. And uh, for, for NXT, I like Finn Balor. That's the thing. I, I like the fact that he went back to NXT. But I don't understand why he's not the champion. I think he should be the champion right now, right? But um, yeah, Finn Balor definitely is my my favorite. He's he's my he's my guy. And since he's gone back to NXT, he's kind of gotten that swag back again. You know, he's not the baby face smiling all the time. And I didn't like it when they made him that way. So 
Um, I'm happy for him. Um, and on SmackDown, obviously AJ Styles. AJ Styles is one of my favorites, favorites right now. And in Raw, I Seth Rollins is my favorite, but I, I just don't know what they're doing with the whole Messiah gimmick. Parang hindi masaya dito. Messiah gimmick. I don't know. I, I mean that. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like Seth, they're not utilizing him enough. I think he should be the one. He should be the guy who's supposed to be the face of the WWE. I mean, I, Drew McIntyre is really good. <laughs> I like Drew McIntyre, but I just think it was a little bit, you know, I, I don't think, I think it was premature that they made him a champion right away. Like, I just don't really like where the storylines were going now that he's the champion. Like, I don't understand. Dolph Ziggler is back in the title picture. It's not galing yun, For me, we were tag team partners back then. But like, I just don't understand how we became a main event guy all of a sudden with Drew McIntyre, right? Oh, no, that's Stan. If he's no Stan Frozen. No, but yeah, we still Stan Frozen. All right. Yeah, Stan Frozen. We get Jake Quenta one on one right now. You mentioned your. Your 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 love for the WWE and how you tried watching AEW. How, is yeah. are there other promotions you watch or try to get into? No, I I don't really get to watch ROH or the Japan stuff because I don't know how to catch it. Like I, I don't know where to watch it. AEW, uh, I have the app called Fight, so I get boxing yeah, and yeah. AEW, I get that. And then with WWE, I, I just catch some. Sometimes I just watch the highlights. Along, eh? like some you get in YouTube, like a thirty-minute rundown yeah. of the whole episode. Sometimes I just watch it that way. Yeah. Uh, you uh, mentioned I have a question. Yung... No, no, no. Wait. no sige, go, go, Ro, go. No, no. Because si, si Bam Aquino last week he mentioned that he watched he subscribed to the WWE Network again for WrestleMania earlier this year. So what about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, the one now, just recently, the one with no audience. Yeah, the recent one, the recent one. Did you were you able to catch that? Have how have you been catching up, uh, other than your highlights over the quarantine? Actually, yeah, I've been watching a lot of it because yeah, because we've been in quarantine, right? So I, I've been I've been catching up on wrestling a bit. So yeah, my YouTube's like if you go on my YouTube, it's all UFC and wrestling and football and F1. That's basically like that's all I'm watching. And a bunch of podcasts, like the Joe Rogan podcast and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I watched WrestleMania, but I felt like um, I don't know. I put all your roster in because of the whole yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. So I felt like they were just trying to put whoever can get in there. But and I don't think like for me, as much as the like Brock was only coming out like. Like once in a while as the champion. But then now that he's gone, I, I start to miss him. And now I realize Brock. Like even though he doesn't wrestle every week, he makes such a huge impact. Right? Like for me, parang such a credible champion for me. You mentioned Kanina na uh, you tried to do your Triple H impersonations in uh, yeah. in platforms like the Bench Fashion Show. Yeah. Did people react to that? Na parang, what the hell are you doing? Or did people go, Oi, alam ko ginagaya mo? People just called it the Jake Cuenca pose, but like, the thing is, like, it totally just knocked it off from from Triple H and Randy Orton. But then they just started calling it the Jake Cuenca pose. <laughs> but I think if I do it now, now I was doing it in a time where we, there wasn't social media yet, right? So people weren't like lambasting anyone in social media or creating memes. Or anything like that. <laughs> now people can tell, but back then. I think people were not in the know so much about you know wrestling. So I can actually yeah. picture a meme of you doing that pose 
right, right next to a photo of Triple H. Right? Like for sure. I mean, I mean, I think the wrestling fandom would show you a lot of love, especially kapag nakita nila side by side yung Jake Cuenca posts na tinatawag mo and then your real inspirations in Triple H and Randy Orton. I mean, for us here, we've got nothing but respect. Man, I, I, it was very surreal for me when I was, um, when I did uh, PWR for, for, you know, Mission Unstoppable. It's very surreal because I, 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 first of all, they kind of surprised me we were going to shoot it live. Like, so I said, oh, okay, little room mistakes. Yeah, but I, I kind of used to be fighting, so I said, no, I can't get over this. But I've been watching wrestling for, for you know for, for a long time. So, and then you know when you're 
again, you just want to keep doing these types of things. Now, the profession is completely different. But um, yeah, definitely part of my knowledge in, in, on doing fight scenes and doing stunts, it really didn't help me. Right? But um, I didn't feel so lost in there. And we were doing the choreography or the numbers, the spots. Yeah, I felt like we were doing where fight choreographer was still there. We're still there guiding me, you know, through the whole thing. So, but um, it was, I didn't feel so lost in what I was doing. Okay, uh, you're coming from the perspective of uh, not being a professional wrestler and then having to be trained and then to wrestle in front of a crowd on the same day. That's something that not a lot of people get to go through. But for you, my listeners and viewers who have no idea what it's like to take a bump in the ring, what was it like on your body? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It was, yeah, um, that was more of the that was more of the parts. Was how to take the hits, was how to land properly. That was the more important thing to do. But no matter, it wasn't even so bad. Super For me, um, what got me over my nerves was after there, like you said, it's forget that that thing there. So we had a good, and then after that, I'm in the WRs, but we do things. So, parang, yeah, it, it was a familiar feeling. And then when we were going to go out, na parang, I said, you know, I've been here. Man, I, I was in the middle of the stage for 90 minutes straight. So I said, if I could have done that for 90 minutes straight, I can, you know, just do my best here for, for this spot, this match. So that's it, that helped me get through with my nerves, for sure. So that, uh, that promo you cut at the end where you unmasked and everybody just started losing their minds that was a championship level pop like from everywhere in the arena we were like parang may nanalo ng championship ngayon ah. so ikaw, yeah. uh, from your perspective being on the receiving end of that reaction what was that like that was fun man that, that that's what made my day that like parang that, that made everything so much more special that way and um yeah no for me definitely like the, the reaction of the audience because they had no idea whatsoever they, they did not know um, it it was it was unforgettable for me. That, that was a fun experience. Yeah, lahat ng tili and it was just uh, really crazy. That that was a yeah. great reaction. Yeah, there was. I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Rogo. Okay, uh, Were there things that you wanted to do? I say you you'd had a short match with Cuatro, so yeah. were there things that you had in mind that you wanted to do? No, 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 I was <laughs> like, okay, okay, like a frog stick. splash or a moonsault. I'll, I'll take it, I'll take it. Teach <laughs> music. That's the whole, the whole point of the scene was parang this guy is super intense entrance, super, parang feeling the entrance, and then kulelet pala siya sa ring. So that, that was the, that was supposed to be a parang funny sequence. But so the, the moves that they did on me, the boss, quatre hit his moves on me. And then when they said, okay, Jen, and then pin, you get pinned and it's over. No, I didn't want to add more into that. Like, okay, the less, the better. You know, less, less, less moves, less mistakes. <laughs> that's, that's totally true. Yeah. So, so um, a few hours before we went live, Quattro actually shared some screen caps from the movie Mission Unstoppable on social yeah, media. Know. And then one of the screen caps uh, actually features Chino Liao there. So there's the Chino yeah. Liao cameo oh. on <laughs> the Mission oh, oh, Unstoppable oh. when you're making your entrance. Oh, sorry, yeah. Where is it? Oh, I'll check it out. So there's that one screen cap na 
Yeah, from the curtain, palabas si banal na aso. And then you can yeah. see Chino Liao to the right, nakaputi siya. Yeah. So, was, he's hard uh, to miss. Absolutely. Oh. Um, Wait, my parents actually... Uh, no, it's those... Uh, uh, what picture... When you were just about to make your entrance, from the crowd shot, there was a crowd Bagong shot. Bagong lang. And the sangwa was a crowd shot. Right. <laughs> I, I definitely... I remember Chino, for sure. Like, yeah, I remember seeing yeah. you there before, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I saw your movie, and you didn't even notice me. So, yeah, and, uh, I remember Chino for sure, yeah, that time. So, Chino, you have to put it in IMDb. Mo. No, Pwede mo na lagay so, co-star mo si Jay Cuenca. All right. Um, let's let's take it back here. And uh, you mentioned that you were uh, you've been a fan of wrestling since uh, since you were young. But what age were you when you first started watching the likes of Shawn Michaels on TV? Man, I I, I would say I was about I was about um, as early as seven years old. About seven, eight, I was watching wrestling. Man. So it's it's that far back. And I remember when when. We would go to the States. We would go to the States. I'd buy all the belts, all the replica belts, all the toys. So I had most of my toys as a kid. My brother like Transformers or Ninja Turtles, stuff like that. My, all my toys were wrestling toys. It was all like um, all, all action figures of all the wrestlers that time. That was my thing talaga when I was a kid. Do you still have them? No more now. No more now. But I think, you know, I gave my nephew, I think this, there was a time my nephew went through a wrestling phase. So I bought him all the belts. I bought him, yeah, I ordered all the belts and I got him all the belts. That's a, that's a real Tito right so there. So favorite Tito yeah. kanina kanya after that. That. Tito. No, that was the best, that was the best stage when he, when he went through a wrestling stage. So parang, that's when I really got to bond with my nephew. We'd watch wrestling together and then I bought him all the belts and then. And then he passed the stage, and I was still there watching it, and I'm still asking questions. And didn't even have a note. So I was like, "What? You're so lame, man! Like, why don't you watch wrestling anymore?" You <laughs> <laughs> grew out of it. Did your no, parents ever note, give you crap for watching wrestling, though? Like, in tipong they would stop you from watching it, or they would say, "Bawalian, that's too violent," and all that. No, no, man. But there was this one time they did get pissed off because, like, about me and a bunch of my friends in high school got suspended because we were caught, like, there was like a stage in the field. Eh? So then, so we were like, wow, that's like the ring. So we were like doing like a Royal Rumble thing in the ring. And then everyone thought we were fighting. And then the next thing I know, I was suspended with a bunch of my friends. And then <laughs> that's the time when my friends got mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you mentioned. Do you remember uh, how you long mentioned... that was? Uh, sorry, sorry, Rogo. Uh, do you remember how long that suspension was? <laughs> a two-day suspension. So it had to be janitors for <laughs> two days in school. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was going to ask. Uh, you mentioned that uh, your, your, your nephew is, uh, fell out of love with wrestling. Uh, Iko, yeah. but did you ever go through uh, a phase where you weren't watching anymore because uh, you were no. busy or... No, it's just, no, like for me, like I always find myself being like updating. If I, if I don't watch the whole thing, I'm still updated. I still know who the champions are. I still watch the highlights. I, I, I follow a lot of them on Twitter. So, so parang I'm, I'm, I'm always updated with the wrestling. But 
yeah, I, I don't really get to watch a whole episode of the of, of Raw anymore. Like a whole like. Yeah, you're not missing much. No, you know how I, <laughs> no, that, that, That's also one of my things. That's why I kind of like watching the highlights because sometimes, like, if you watch a whole episode of Raw, parang where is this gone? Parang anun talaga. And daming lull moments ng wrestling yeah. parang, Nobody, yeah, nobody has time for three hours anymore. Well, uh, yeah, like I, I think. SmackDown's perfect for two hours. Because the thing is, like, if you can't, if you don't have interesting material for them to extend it for three hours, it's so painful not to watch it at certain points. But um, no, for, I'm always updated still, like for sure. But you know, I know, sometimes I don't get to watch the whole thing altogether. Oh, no, that's Stan. And Stan <laughs> also doesn't have time for us. <laughs> he doesn't have the bandwidth for this conversation. Once, once extreme rules next week, no? Next, next Monday, week? Na, next Monday, yeah, na. Monday, na. Uh, the horror show. Uh, what do you think of What do you think of Seth Rollins's uh, eye for an eye match with Rey Mysterio? So extreme rules. <laughs> Seeing as you love <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> but the thing with Seth Rollins for me, parang he's so gifted na in ring. I don't think he needs like such a deep storyline like what he's getting with. Rey Mysterio. I just even the Jeff Hardy and um Sheamus. Man, it's so for me it's so painful to watch now the whole alcoholic thing and say because I know I, maybe because I'm an adult now and then you know like you you know these wrestlers are a bit older now, right? It's been done before. They've done that gimmick with Jake the Snake Roberts before. It's been done. At least I know it. I've seen it before. So sometimes it's kind of painful to watch. But the thing is like Seth Rollins and Jeff Hardy, they're like two really good wrestlers. They don't really need much of a storyline to get to get a pop from those guys, right? But, I mean, that, that's just my opinion, at least about Jeff Hardy and um, yeah, and Seth Rollins. Oh, I have a question, Jake. Uh, yeah. Let me let me ask this first. Uh, you mentioned that so you you figure some guys as being good wrestlers. What do you like uh, to see in your wrestling? Do you like? Uh, the good action, good wrestling, or do you like the more entertainment factor? Um, for me, I mean, because we came from like the thing is like back then the Attitude Era, you had both. That's the thing. Parang it, why sometimes I ask myself why is it so difficult to, to have both? Right? But I guess like if you're, but if you've been running for as long as WWE has been running, I'm sure you'd run out of stories, you know, to to, to play around with. But um, but if you ask me, um, yeah, no, like for me, it's also like, but when when the rest is really good, like you know, when you watch AJ Styles, does does what he does, like no matter what that storyline is, he's just so good to watch. You know, you can take it. It's almost like the story is not it's not the main thing with AJ anymore. But uh, you can take it anywhere, right? With him, like even that match with the Undertaker, that was so interesting and. Like that that's so new for the WWE to do it like the like the what do you call this? Um what was that what what do you call Matt Hardy's match? That's the that's the style of it, right? Like when the they, the final deletion? Yeah, you yeah. see the match matches. Yeah, but I was so final happy deletion. I was so happy to see Undertaker do it that way first last match. Because like I have that image of Undertaker so strong and I'm, I won't forget that match. Least. And I and I like the American badass gimmick. Like for me, that was I liked it. I was a fan of it when it first came out for Undertaker. We're getting a lot of these comments now from our listeners and our viewers. Now, damn, Jake Cuenca really is one of us, and I think it, it uh, says something about how 
our fandom really just bonds us together even though like um like in another context we probably wouldn't be able to have a conversation let alone an hour of your time so i guess i wanted to the question i wanted to ask is do you are you able to have these conversations with other fans or my fan group kaba na, na tropa moren or are there other celebrities that you're also wrestling friends with um with the other celebrities like let's say the last show that it was more about ufc so i'm a big ufc fan too like um that i'm a, I'm a huge ufc fan but um yeah, with me and the boys and Los Bastardos at that time, we were. The conversation was more about MMA, MMA, and they they like basketball. I don't I don't really watch basketball, but um, yeah. So but like with wrestling, um, it's more of a conversation I have with like my cousins or like my family members or my brother's friends. My older, my I have an older brother. His friends like they still watch it, so like I get to talk to them about it for sure. Have you ever had to hide your fandom, or like no, deny no. it? Parang, ah, shit, not so cool. I, I, I shouldn't no. uh, be be open about it. Not at all, man. I was, I was still like, if I if I find the vintage wrestling shirts, I still rock those. Like I, I still wear those all the time. No, I don't. I don't really hide my my fandom with wrestling. Not so so like which ones? Which shirt? Which shirts? Uh, would you wear? What did I have? Um, I had def- I definitely had an NWO shirt. I was wearing that. I was wearing that just last year. Like there was a time in the Uso like vintage yeah. shirt. So I was wearing the I was trying to look for the the um the vintage NWO shirt. I think I had um I think I had the stone cold and the stone cold shirt with his arms as rattlesnakes. Yeah, oh, that's a classic one. I had that one, yeah, for sure. But when I was a kid, I had all those. All the DX shirts, all the stone cold shirts back then. To go to Green Hills to buy them. They weren't the original yes. ones, but I had to make my way to Green Hills and have my mom buy me all those shirts back then. That's the best. Shout out to mga batang Green Hills. I was one of those yeah. kids, so yeah. Ah, I grew up with wrestling shirts. Yeah, Green Hills And my heart broke when they stopped selling wrestling shirts in Green Hills. Yeah, my toys. My toys. I used to buy in the store called Best. There was a toy store in Green Hills. All my toys, I got it from there. That was yes. a place to get wrestling toys for sure. I, I remember that. Uh, I remember that store, and they still do have a few stores that cater to wrestling fans. With best wrestling is, toys, huh? Yeah, the best. The best is one of those places, man. Who yeah. makes the action figures now? Uh, do you know which brand? Oh, it's Mattel. Mattel. Oh, okay, cool, cool, nice. We've got a question off the comment section from Jackie who asks, what does Kylie Versosa think about your wrestling <laughs> fandom? She's right here. She's working out in front of me. What do you think about my wrestling fandom? <laughs> she's listening down. <laughs> now she'd go to the room sometimes and say, what are you watching? I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> she'd, watch, she'd watch UFC with me. She'd watch UFC and she'd watch football or Formula One with me. But wrestling... She gives me my alone time when I'm watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, hey, as long as it's walang basaga ng trip. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wrestling, I have, wrestling I have to watch in the room, in the living room when it, when it's when it, when she's here now. No wrestling for. Uh, you talked about your love for UFC and MMA as well, and there's this. Uh, there's a stereotype about the MMA guy who takes a shit on the wrestling fan. Na parang, oh, that's yeah. fake shit, bro. Um, what do you think about that um, That take from the MMA community as someone who is immersed in both? Uh, 
No, not, like for me, I, I can segregate the two. Like I can definitely segregate. I'm, I'm a diehard MMA fan. Like I watch UFC every weekend. Like I, I, I'm super up to date also with UFC. But um, yeah, it is a bit cringy for me when some MMA guys kind of bring it to UFC. Like like let's say like Paul, Paul B. Covington when he's trying to do it. But I really like it when these MMA guys go to wrestling. Now, like let's say Ronda Rousey when she went to wrestling, I kind of like that. Bobby Lashley now he's in there. I like that. It's but I kind of believe uh, you have this when you're watching them in the ring doing wrestling. You have a feeling that they're gonna dominate everyone. They're gonna wash everyone like what Brock Lesnar did, right? I I don't like it when they try to do the wrestling gimmick in MMA. But um, I, okay. I really do like it when they make the crossover. Like let's say, I, I'm hoping Daniel Cormier goes to WWE when he retires. Like I'm hoping for that. So are you not a fan of uh, Chael Sonnen's interview style? I, I like Chael I, I Sonnen because he was the first guy to do it. But when other people were trying to do it, it felt like they were just knocking him off. For me, right. uh, but when Chael was doing it, like the whole time he was against Anderson Silva and all the Brazilian guys, I liked it because I'd never seen it in MMA that time. But now, like when other guys do it and then it falls flat, like I kind of like, hmm, it's not... It doesn't work. Like, there's a standard. Like, for me, with, with MMA, like, the problem is they can't talk. If, if they're talking trash, right, and then they lose, their credibility is all gone. You know, right. that's, yeah. that's the thing with MMA. That's why like Conor McGregor is so special and, like, Jorge Masvidal is so special because they can talk and still, like, win fights incredibly and kind of really, really do what they say, right? But when other people talk so much trash and then they lose, and then they become nice all of a sudden. Then I'm kind of like, wow, that was all just a gimmick. It was a lie. Like that's that's how I feel about it when they do it in MMA. Yeah, you mentioned Jorge Masvidal. He was in um, the the bad the bad mother effer BMF Yeah, with Ben Askren, right? And they were just talking all sorts of trash against each yeah. other. Just yeah. this next level trash talking until, yeah. until of course, you know what happened. And what happened happened, and it was just yeah. Yeah, the perfect example of what you just said. The like Ben Askin was talking such a big game, yeah, a big game, and then he got knocked out in five seconds. Although <laughs> with Ben Askin, though, he's a good loser though because he 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 didn't shy away from all the bashing he got from on, on Twitter or like he he didn't shy away from all those things. He rode with it, and it's, it's still pretty funny the stuff that he tweets about it. Like he still says to Jorge Masvidal, "I made you famous." Yeah. 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 I, li I like how he the first thing he tweeted after the knockout was well that didn't go as bad you mentioned a lot of successful crossovers between MMA and pro wrestling but on the flip side over the last few years we've also seen you mga not as successful so to contrast with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and uh, Brock Lesnar you also have the likes of Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. So what, what do you think about kunari mga uh, MMA uh, fighters who transition to pro wrestling but aren't as successful as the Rondas and the Shaynas of the world? The, the, guy, with, the, the, the guy who wears flip-flops, who's the, the guy with long... Uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah, he's from Matt UFC. Riddle. He used to be an MMA fighter too, right? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes. I, I, I can understand that it's difficult now. Parang, like with wrestling now, when, when you hear the podcasts like with Stone Cold... And everyone, they really had like the creative freedom to bring where the characters wherever that they wanted to bring it, right? They were allowed to do that. 
But now with the wrestling, they really stick to the script. It's like they can't go off script so much. So I I just hadn't seen anyone in wrestling recently who's really, really succeeded. Like has become like has gotten over and become a superstar, like from, from scratch. So I I mean also also with the MMA guys, because like before Bobby Lashley, when he was in TNA, he was getting it. He was becoming really big there. And then when you bring him to WWE, this is something that goes wrong right now with WWE. For some reason, like for some of for some of the wrestlers, like with AJ, it's just normal for him to really just become. He just had to be him, and then he was just yeah. naturally gifted with all those talents. It's impossible that guy won't succeed. But um, with some of the wrestlers now, if if you notice, like there's not anyone who's really getting over like how the wrestlers used to get over before like i mean am i am i wrong though like i mean no you're not those are all valid points and it doesn't help na wala ring tao sa audience ngayon so there's really no concrete reaction is this working is this not working right yeah 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 i mean but yeah i mean like at least with drew mcintyre you can really see that man i'm actually super proud of that guy imagine what he went through like in what he had a stable, right? It was him, Jinder Mahal, and and he's later. later. And they were just a comedy side act, right? For the longest time. And true enough, two of them became champions. Like two of them became world champions. So I'm kinda happy for I'm happy for Drew McIntyre that he's a kinda like he's made it there, you know. He's made a successful comeback to the WWE. At this point, we're going to transition into uh, a fun little segment we do with our guests. And since you are a fan of Triple H, I think it's only right that we say it's time to play the game. So let me uh, turn it over to Chino Liao, who is our resident game master on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. All right. So it's an easy enough game, guys. It's an easy enough game. It's category. Yeah. Kasama kayo. Kasama kami. Kasama kami. Kasama kami. Okay. No, it's for all three guys. As All we right. do. Um, and it's easy enough. I'm going to give out a category, and you guys will take turns uh, giving out one thing from said category. Um, if you make a mistake, you're out. It's just it's that simple. That's my okay. thing. And this week's category is actually very, very related to your field of work, Jake, because I need you guys to name me. Movies that Dwayne The Rock Johnson has appeared in. Ooh. <laughs> now? Until 2019. Yeah, the new <laughs> 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 okay, Fast and the Furious then. Fast and the Furious. Hobbs what? and Shaw. There. Hobbs and Shaw. All right. Okay. Uh, Stan. Scorpion King. All right. Okay. Row. The game plan. All right. Okay. Uh, back to Jake. Grid Iron Gang. Yes. Stan. Walking Tall. <laughs> okay, uh, roll. Fast eight. Okay, yes. You type it in, Yeah, fast eight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jake. Jeez, I'm running out. The mummy. No, no, they said it already. Sorry, Kylie was helping me out. 
Baywatch, Baywatch, Baywatch. There. Okay, yes. Uh, Stan. The Tooth Fairy. Bro. Furious 7. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jake. Furious 6. Can you go to Furious 6? Yes. Oh, I'm with Stan. Uh, Moana. Okay. Man, oh Whoa. shit. Uh, uh, get smart. What? That was him, right? Get smart? Oh, that get wasn't smart. him? Yeah, get smart. Get smart. Yeah. I just heard smart. Anyway, back to Jay. <laughs> I'm out, man. I'm out. You need... Wait, 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 wait. Skyscraper. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See? Uh, <laughs> Uh, crap. Uh, yung San, San something. Is it San Francisco or San, uh, San whatever it is? I'm not. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tapping out. Okay, it's San Andreas. I am tapping out. No, I was gonna say ah, that. Crap. <laughs> oh, you want, you want it to be yours? I can still make that rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. Okay. Jake. Oh, well, cha- the change, the changeover. No, no, I'm out, man. I tap, tap, tap. I'm out. You tapping out? You tapping out? Okay. Go around, takes it again. Ready, ready, ready. Let's meet this guys. Thank you. Go around, I'll do one last week. Uh, you missed a bunch of movies, guys. It's been yeah, the yeah, yeah, super popular that we missed. Uh, Fast Five. Uh, you. You don't got one more. Aviation. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. That was the first one. Jumanji, The Next Level. That was the second one. There was a The Mummy. The Mummy Returns. He was in that one. That was actually his first right. movie. Yeah. And there's a bunch of uh, other smaller, lesser-known fairs. The other guys, um, you have Race the Witch Mountain, uh, Snitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Had ballers. Well, that well, ballers. Well, ballers is a TV series, so it's an hour. So, but congratulations, bro. Anyway, yeah, that was the game. Yeah, good night, guys. We got a question. We got a question, question from. Uh, that was a good movie. He was good in that movie. Yeah, that's yeah. like what I was. I was looking for somebody to pick a sleeper hit, like to say one of those <laughs> wasn't yeah. really popular, and you got Red Iron Dam. So both yeah. I guess. That, that was a good movie. He was he, he did really good work in that. Yeah, that was right. a drama. The one. Yeah. Oh, oh, drama. Did, uh, as his assistant coach. Yeah. Uh, it's a good one. All right. We, we Sorry, have a question, question from, from the comment section. Yeah, yeah. From okay. the comment section of Facebook. Uh, Jake Sinaroma Nanalo in a triple threat between Palos, Elias Paniki, and Banal Naasa. <laughs> if they had a triple <laughs> threat. I think Palos would win that one for sure. <laughs> Palos. <laughs> Palos would be the one. Or Alias Panite. Oh, no, Baka Palos for me. Uh, yung price, uh, here's another one. Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I, I was gonna ask um, about entrance music because every wrestling fan has their favorite entrance music. So if you had to pick yours uh, from the existing entrance themes in all of wrestling, what would your theme be? Man, wow. Or make an original song that you let or, us Oh, yeah, yeah. Write a new song. Not for me, like, I'm gonna choose a wrestling song for sure. Um, the King of Kings. That you know that entrance of Triple H when he goes down, the King of Kings, that one. Yes, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about wrestling in Motorhead that just go hand in hand. When it's Motorhead, when it's Triple H's stuff, like for me, Triple H has the best entrances ever in WrestleMania. Yet he's never won any of it, right? He goes with the best. <laughs> he ever always loses WrestleMania. For sure, that's the thing. What's your favorite from all the Triple H entrances? Because they've they've all been epic. You're absolutely right. So if you could you could pick one, na may immortalize mo on like a hologram or whatever, which one would it be? The King of Kings is the like my favorite, but the Terminator one was really really good too. The Terminator right. entrance when he came up with uh, when he came up with the Terminators. Yes. That for me was one of the best ones, for sure. That's my favorite one. You know, that that's my favorite one. How about in terms of matches? What's your favorite match of all time? Now, if, uh, let's say, your nephew got back into wrestling again or you're trying yeah. to convert someone into the fandom, you'd show them that match. Man, um, the time, for me, the best matches of all time was the era of the, the, era of the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys. Th- those were the best matches ever. Like that, the value of the tag team championships too at that time. Now, parang the, the, like it's just not even it doesn't even come close anymore. But remember that the tag team championships was so they were so prestigious back then. Like when 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 the Hardy Boys used to carry those Edge and Christian and the Dudley Boys. I don't know. Like for me, if I was to watch right like matches, if I was gonna go back and watch matches now, like the best matches. For me, that era, that that time of the, the tag team championships, that's golden for me. So the As an one. Edge fan, that makes me very happy. I just got to say. I love that. Edge. Rated R, yeah. Rated R, superstar. Yeah, for sure. Edge is the Let's best. Let's get to this right? next question from uh, from the mayor. So he calls himself the mayor. And his question is, if you were a wrestler, Jake, what would your what would your gimmick be as a pro wrestler? I'd be, I'd be a heel for sure. Heel for sure. Hundred ten percent. Any character, ba? May specific character, ba yung pagkahil mo? Like, are you like uh, an actor? Like, I like don't know. Hollywood? No, no. I, I'd like. I always found it so fun when, when they were, when it was like a staple. Like, you know, the Outsiders or like when DX was in there. Like, it just they just made wrestling so fun. And then the thing is with them at that time. They, they, they made that crossover to pop culture. Like, they were cool. Like, people outside wrestling were thinking that their music was cool, their clothes were cool, everyone wanted to be them. That, that I think, is what's missing with wrestling now. When I see even the clothes of the wrestlers now, even the music, it's, it wasn't as trendy as it was back then. Because back then, like, Scott Moore, Kevin Nash, all of them, they were, like, they, they were the coolest guys. Like, you wanted to be them, for sure. But I, I did. At least I did. For sure. Uh, you talked about stables just now. If you could make your own fantasy stable of wrestlers from any era and you put them all together to create a super group, who yeah. would be in it? Man. Oof. 
Well, they tried, right? When 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 NWO went to when NWO, NWO went to WWE, yeah. they tried to make that mix. But para para, I don't know. It had missing pieces. But like for me, oh, I wonder. Like DX, DX. I, man, they did try. It did fail though. You know, when 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 Shawn Michaels went to the NWO, when they tried that, like. I thought that was gonna be for sure, right? That was gonna that 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 thing was gonna make it, but I don't know why it didn't. But for me, and for me, because for me, my favorite definitely is like the Outsiders and DX. Now, if I can mix both of those together, and at that time, like I guess time, timing is crucial with that too. Yeah, it's hard to imagine because they were so different too. Like for me, I don't know that when you when you really think about it, I don't know if that would mix, but. Yeah, for me, it would be something along the lines of the Outsiders and DX put together. That'd be my super. I'm not sure if you're able to see on social media, but uh, pages like the Score and Bleacher Report have been releasing you mga brackets for your greatest of all time. So they really picked out the best from the different eras: Attitude Era, yeah. Ruthless Aggression Era, Rock and Wrestling Era, and then ginawa nila parang March Madness bracket. So I'm not sure if you've seen those, but if you uh, if you ever came across those. Who would your picks be? Like, if you had to make a final four, or who is your personal goat or your personal Mount Rushmore? Man, my Rushmore definitely Scott Hall for me. I I watch this Hall of Fame too. Scott Hall, Triple H, first Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Sting. I like to say Hulk Hogan as well, because you know, like if, if not for Hulk Hogan, it would have never made that. Of course, like just things have gone bad for him, like um, publicity-wise and all that stuff. Like, yeah, just came went back. But you can't not put him in the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, right? Um, I would say, I want to say Kevin Nash too, because yeah, for sure, Shawn Michaels. There, that's my Mount Rushmore. As a functioning adult with a full-time career, how do you keep up with yung mga wrestling rumors or yung mga bali-balita outside of YouTube? Like, uh, do you have any go-to websites or do you go on I Twitter? Do. I watch um, on YouTube. I do what a what what a culture. Do you guys see that? Uh, what yes. the culture? Yes. What yeah, culture what wrestling? Culture. What culture? I, I, watch, I watch those for for rumors and mga But yeah, actually, I find myself watching those more than me watching wrestling. Together, like I find myself <laughs> gravitating towards the rumors and seeing like the spoilers, but they're never right though. Yeah. Like the spoilers are never right. Like they always make these predictions of someone coming back and then this guy winning that and this. So I'm super excited, believing it, right? And then after the pay per view has gone by, nothing of the predictions came true. Voila. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, since you mentioned that, let me take this opportunity to, to conduct a quick FGD with a local wrestling fan in Jake Cuenca. Would you yeah. watch a show by local wrestling podcasters that just broke down wrestling news and rumors with their opinions and edit- editorials on it? Would I? Would I? What do you mean? Well, sorry. Would I? Well, uh, like, would you watch a local version of that What Culture video na sinasabi mo na, okay, here's the breakdown of what news is going on and this is what we think about it. Yeah, definitely local. If they were, if they were to make, yeah, for sure, yeah, man. You need to learn something, eh? But I'm feeling like I need to watch. No, huh? <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Because if you're coming, tatlo, like in, in like 
Like, this yeah, is I'd, I'd watch it for sure. I'd definitely watch it. Or even just podcasting. Yeah, even just podcasting about it for sure. I'd watch it. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Thanks. I have a question for you in terms of your fandom and keeping up with things. Now, we tackled, let's, let's go a little back to the beginning of this fandom of yours. Uh, we've tackled yeah. what got you into wrestling, but what kept you watching wrestling? Uh, there are people who who have dropped out of the wrestling range, but you yeah. seem to be pretty consistent. So what has kept you watching? Um, Probably just because it really did play a big part in my life. Like like I said, like for me, wrestling wasn't just wrestling for me. It was pop culture for me. Like it was, like I said, I, I, I was lucky enough to watch the Attitude Area, the Attitude Era. So I have that to compare with. I, I feel bad for the younger generation that they weren't able to catch that. Because that was a time where like everyone was super interesting, and it just made it made that it made that it it just came it just it 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 really got over with people who didn't even watch wrestling, almost like how UFC is doing it with the casual viewers now. I think UFC is doing it where people are really watching MMA, even though if they don't know anything about MMA, people are starting to talk about people like Conor McGregor, right? I mean, started with Conor McGregor probably. And then Nate Diaz, and then Jorge. It's kind of it's 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 coming over to pop culture. People think it's cool. That's that's what I think this generation of wrestlers are missing, for sure. That that you know that that thing that the thing is also when we were watching it when we were younger, we didn't really know if it was fake or real back then, right? I was I would fight for it till 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 my last breath that it was real that's how much i loved wrestling back then no way that's that's real man all of it's real but the thing is like i i really loved it because that's how much i really loved the characters back then and i haven't lost faith in it like i feel like they're you know they're just maybe it just takes vince mcmahon to give uh, triple h the keys to the kingdom just let him do the thing (laughs) let him run it already the way that it's supposed to be ran like nxt is being ran and then maybe, man, maybe it becomes as cool as it once was. That's what I think. All right. Yeah. No, uh, we, we share a lot of the same opinions. So, validate actually hearing that from you. Now, we're about to wind down here, but I, I, I got to get this question in. Um, have there been any iconic wrestling catchphrases that you incorporate into your daily life or that you've somehow incorporated into your scripts or into, uh, into your career as, as, a, as an actor? Oh man, I wonder. In in wait, what what line? I mean, obviously the Rock had so many back then, but um, nah, I'd say with my acting, with my acting, I I do tell it's it's not really the lines or the catchphrases or the promos, but I think like I have people when i first when they first gave me projects in the in in action that genre they were really surprised that i i understood how the choreography worked and how to kind of sell it you know even like kind of sell the even if i was the bad guy and the good guy was beating him all of that understanding came from wrestling for me like i said like you can go watch you know so many things but at the end of the day like you know if you watch wrestling you'll have an idea of how to do these fight scenes correctly like how to sell it if you're the bad guy and you know you're, you're supposed to because the thing is like with a scene like a fight scene the guy who's taking the beating is the one who's going to make you look good like if that guy doesn't know how to do fight scenes then the fight scene won't hold up so that 
for me, like I really got that concept all from wrestling. That that's how wrestling made a big influence in my career when it comes to doing fight scenes, swag, bring attitude. But like for for the acting part, like the, the lines and the promos, no, no, I, I don't think I've I've done a role and kind of cut a promo like that. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> Grabe, may but, psychology lesson pa tayo nakuha. Love it, love it. Uh, I have a, yeah, I have a question. Uh, as a local wrestling yeah. fan, as a Philippine wrestling fan, uh, do you have any wishes for the local wrestling scene? Man, um, I hope I man, I hope they make. I hope someone makes it to to the to the bigs. I hope someone makes it to ROH or AEW. It's a good thing that AEW is 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 in because the thing is like i think that because the wwe has competition they're they're forced to step up make their material better right because of the competition but for me like if if, if our if our local scene wrestling scene can make it to roh AEW, or wwe that'd be amazing although we had one right we had tjp we had tj tj he was he did the event right he did the pwr yes and I wanted to catch that one actually, but I wasn't able to. But yeah, actually, that's another title that they just forgot about in, in WWE, right? The Cruiserweight Championship. It's not being so much highlighted. But man, like for me, like just to have um, TJP there wearing wearing the trunks with the Filipino flag, that was I was so proud of that. And I, the good thing now is we have AEW and there, there's ROH. So parang at least like it, they're not looking for the stereotypical wrestlers that get so much built up in WWE. They're kind of experimental, right? At least what I see with AEW and ROH. So that, at least watching that, I have hope for local talent to make it there. Hey, we're with you. We're, we're rooting for our local talent here in the Philippines as well as yung mga nandun na, like uh, Joaquin Wilde, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, Caden Carter, all of them are on NXT. Yeah, uh, yeah so, you know, we're, we're with you there. Yeah. Um, no, NXT. We're about to... Re- I'm sorry. Yeah, they're in NXT. Uh, oh, see, Caden okay. Carter actually has the Philippine sun from our flag in her entrance. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll support her. I'll follow her for sure. I'll follow her. Yeah, so yun, uh, th- those, three, uh, those three names in particular. So yeah, um, as we wrap up here, I guess I, I just want to start off by saying uh, thank you so much, Jake, for making time uh, to talk to us and for really just uh, being one of us. Like, it, it's... it's uh, mind-blowing to me now we share a lot of the same opinions that you grew up on a lot of the same stuff that a lot of our listeners and viewers have grown up on no no worries my pleasure my pleasure. thank you for also getting my mind off everything that's happening i really enjoyed this um i really enjoyed this stream and yeah let's do it again in the future that that's you know let, let's do it again for sure you know yeah. yeah. No, before we let you go, before we let you go, uh, a couple of things. First off, um, since you did mention the stuff going on in the real world, are there any causes or organizations that you'd like our, our listeners and viewers to check out and support? Um, well, I mean, obviously for me, um, yeah, let's just keep supporting our frontliners. We're reaching that point again where they're reaching max capacity in the hospitals again because of COVID, right? And um, if I just want to make a message, it's just... Um, yeah, everyone still be very careful because definitely we're, we've not flattened the curve. We're, we're not even, um, there's not much improvements just yet. So let's all just be very careful. And if we don't need to go out, don't go out. You know, just stay home and stay safe, sanitize. And 
yeah, um, definitely for the people who are supporting ABS-CBN right now and who are still with us, um, I definitely appreciate that. And thank you so much for showing all of us, um, everyone, the, the celebrities to the reporters, to everyone in ABS-CBN. Thank you so much for giving us love and showing your support. We really, really appreciate it, especially now, especially this time. All right. And uh, to end on a high note, uh, Jake, if ever you want to come and talk wrestling, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, if you want to talk before SummerSlam or Survivor Series or WrestleMania, we'll always make room for you on the podcast. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll support you guys. Just, just yeah. Just, yeah. Keep in touch. Yeah. You can have yeah. a spot. You can have Camus' spot. We'll give it to you. Oh, Gago. <laughs> no, no. no I'll, I'll watch you guys. I like watching you guys. I like just spectate, spectating as well. So, yeah, I support you guys. Thank you always have thing, a seat, Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah. go. One last go. thing. One, one last thing. Uh, our friends from Kumu, our listeners in Kumu, are saying hi to you, Jake. Can you please uh, shout them out, Uma Kumu listeners? Oh, to everyone who's in Kumu. Um, yeah, what's up, guys? Stay safe. Um, I'll see you guys soon. And, um, yeah, to Casey Montero, uh, I'm wishing him all the best right now. He's listening, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. What's up, Casey Montero? Uh, fun fact, he once punched me in the face in PWR. Yeah, he does wrestling too. He does wrestling too, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, he yeah. did. Jake Cuenca, thank you so much. We've taken thank up you. a little over an hour, but we really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. All the best going out to you and all the lovely people over at ABS-CBN. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There you have it. Mr. Jake Cuenca on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, definitely one of us. I think that's the title for sure uh, for this episode of the podcast. Jake Cuenca, <laughs> yeah. one of us. Yeah, I'm petitioning us. for it. <laughs> I, I think you guys have oh, seconded it. Nailed it. I got you. I got you. I got yeah, you. Jake Cuenca, one of us. That's the title of this episode. Thank you very much, by the way, to everybody who tuned in. Uh, whether you're on the Facebook Live feed or on Kumu, really appreciate you guys joining us and just being part of our Wednesday night. Um, I've got to confess, hindi ko alam na may marketing palagamena. We're gonna make this a live weekly hangout to establish some form of normalcy in the time of the pandemic. Hindi ako informed, I mean, I mean, and I'm a co-founder of I this mean, podcast. I mean, <laughs> come on, have you not noticed everyone already here? All the regulars coming in like we're some bar. Like, come on. Have, have you not noticed that this is everyone's <laughs> watering hole watering hole to talk wrestling, the week's wrestling? I think it's something that everyone needs. So yes. uh, thank you to everyone who has jumped in, who has tuned in. Listen, whether you are a new listener or a regular listener from old, uh, we are doing this for us, for you. And also, we are on the hashtag Road to Batista. Yes, yes, we are. So... Uh, first, Senator Bamakino, then Jake Cuenca, eventually Dave Batista. Hashtag Road to Batista. Pakitweet po natin yan para sa ating mga uh, viewers on Facebook and on Kumu. Uh, we're about to end this episode, but before we do, as always, we have to give you our picks of the week. And the pick of the week, if you're new, is a wrestling match or segment or promo, anything wrestling related that you'd want to recommend if you have no time to watch anything else throughout the week. So I'm going to start. And I'm going to pull something from uh, the New Japan events from the weekend from Dominion. Yes, because I'm watching New Japan. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Sho for the Never Open Weight Championship. That was my favorite match of the week. Sobrang solid niya. All right. Who's going to go? I'm actually 
gonna give you guys a pick and a bonus pick. My actual pick is uh, oh, Candice Lorraine versus Mia Yim in a street fight on NXT's Great American Bash Day 2. I have always been rooting for Candice Lorraine to show her deathmatch side, which is what she's been known for in the Indies. This girl is really crazy. And the fact that she took that chair bump with Mia Yim from the top row is proof of that. And I want them to give her tea. I want her to be more than Johnny Gargano's girlfriend or wife. Pala. Johnny Gargano's wife. And, and, and with this match, I feel like they're going in the right direction. Now, my bonus pick, and I would make this a bonus pick because I don't like shilling other podcasts or streams. There are friends. There are friends. But the friends our, friends, our friends from the PWOGs recently got to talk to one Mr. Al Snow. And if you go listen to that, it's the most okay boomer <laughs> thing you will ever hear in all of history. Just those ridiculous okay boomer thing that has ever been made or produced for the world of wrestling. So go check that out if you got the time. It's on their Instagram. Hey, sh- it's on their shout Instagram. out to our friends. To our friends Jake DeLeon and Ken Warren yeah. who are consistently putting out the content. They're bringing it as well. They so go are, check their stuff yeah, out. I mean, if it- if it weren't for them, we wouldn't have had Jake Cuenca on tonight. So, game, right? Thank you guys for uh, throwing, uh, sending him our way. So, uh, for my pick of the week, before I uh, do that, uh, I want to say hi to my high school batchmate, Jason Harris, who is watching on Kumu. Hey, man, what's up? And uh, to Kumu listener, John Edgar Villara, uh, just those people who want us to say hi to them. My pick of the week Hey, what's is, up, guys? Uh, my pick of the week is uh, the main event from last week's uh, Great American Bash Night 2. It is uh, jo- ah, da, da, da. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. And uh, it was a match that even though there was a huge size difference, it made sense. Yes. And I could I, I got on board with it uh, halfway throughout. So if you, it's a great TV match. Uh, it proves that. You can still make big moments on TV. You don't need it to be a takeover or a pay-per-view. You just need uh, enough time for it to be good. All right. There you have it. Uh, Those are our picks for this week. Thank you again to everybody who joined us for this week on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, whether on Facebook Live or on Kumu. For those who haven't downloaded the app, please do. Uh, Follow nyo narin kami, please, at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. That one click takes two seconds out of you. But for us, it goes a long, long way. Hopefully, yeah. uh, it takes us all the way to the end of the hashtag Road to Batista. Straight to Road Batista. to Batista. Because that is the goal. Thank you, Chino Liao, for setting us on that goal. Ano tayo, mga achiever tayo dito sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Uh, thanks Malay again. Malay nyo naman. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, Batista. Positivity. Not the toxic kind. Uh, thank you as well, by the way, to Jay Cuenca once again for making time for us here on the podcast. Shout out to our babyface producers, Ryan and Nikai, for getting the Kumu stream to work midstream. Because grabe sobrang kulang kulang tayo ngayon. And you know, uh, shout out to Kamus as well, uh, dealing with um, his his personal stuff. Send send him some love at Caveman Kamus. Yeah, as for us, uh, hit us up at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter. On Instagram, it's at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. For Chino, it's at Chino Supersized. For Ro, that is at Ro is War. And for me, my handle's over there at underscore Stan C. 
On behalf of everybody here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, please stay safe, stay well, sanitize, don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary. Please also stay informed and keep fighting for whatever it is that is worth fighting for. Peace out, everybody. Have a great Wednesday.